Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, like I said last time, I'm going to try to go back and do a college football retake or a recap of what happened. Um, not a whole ton of games that happened uh, yesterday on September 19th for college. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed watching some football, though. Today we got the NFL, a lot of great games still going on. Uh, I'll do my NFL recap, uh, try to get that done on Tuesday after Monday Night Football is over. Uh, but hopefully we had a good weekend. Um, you know, I always do a little Illinois recap uh, in high school. Um, there were some rallies that happened this weekend. Um, some athletes, parents, and coaches are trying to get, you know, Illinois to reverse their decision to maybe see if we can revisit playing in the fall, try to play in October. Um, we're the only state in the Midwest that has not decided to play football in the fall or has not reversed our decision. So there were some rallies um, done. They were done very safely. Everybody was wearing their mask. There was no violence, no nothing. It was coming together um, to show support to reopen schools, to, to have sports. Um, and I really think that um, it was done the right way. It was organized the right way. Um, so that kind of happened. We're still kind of waiting to see. Um, I know for us and the school I'm at, we're gonna start uh, doing some of our contact days tomorrow which is very exciting. I only got to be around the kids for about two and a half weeks during the summer. It's my first time coaching with the school. So it's going to be nice to get there and build a relationship with the coaches um, and the kids. And that's, what's important. You know, we're not, we're going to install, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But the main thing is to build those relationships, which we all know. Um, so if you guys are watching this on YouTube, please, before you do anything, give it a thumbs up, a share, a like, um, you know, let other coaches know um, wherever you're listening at. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of this, you guys want to go on and recap some college football with me, some NFL football, you guys want to present whatever you do. You know, like I said, uh, I talked to a coach um, at the this weekend, and one thing that he pointed out was some coaches just never think to do this, never think to have a voice. Maybe what they think they do is not important which I'm kind of like that. I'm not an offense coordinator right now. I'm not a head coach. I don't have state titles. I don't have this or that going, but this is a way to build relationships. 
you know, so if you guys want to show what kind of defense you do, some drills, it doesn't have to be an hour long video. We can get on for 15, 20 minutes, show a drill you do, show an offense you do, show a play you do. We can discuss it. Um, so if you guys want to do that or get on here, we can recap NBA, NFL, college. Uh, it doesn't matter. We can make it happen. So if you guys want to do that, please reach out. Um, so some college recap. Uh, that's my plan to talk about. My talk about my Illini. Um, so we'll do some. We'll we'll do some college recap. Um, the big news was that the Big Ten decided to come back. Uh, I think they kind of saw that it could be done safely. Um, so I th- kind of think they um, jumped the gun a little bit uh, to not have football. Um, so. They decided to come back. I think they kind of saw it could be done safely. And, you know, kind of what you say, they think they jumped the gun, but they're back and they released the schedule. So the big one for me, since I am an Illinois fan, um, they came out their schedule. Illinois will be playing Wisconsin first at Wisconsin. That's going to be a uh, interesting game. Then they come home. They will play Purdue. Then they will stay home and play Minnesota. Then they go to Rutgers go to Nebraska, home against Ohio State, home against Iowa, and then they go to Northwestern. So Big Ten had decided that each team only gets about eight games. I think they're trying to do it very quickly, trying to talk with the SEC Big 12 and all the rest of the schools that are playing. So that way maybe they could get into the college football playoffs. Um, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, to get that, I think they, I think money played a little bit a part of it, but at the same time, I think they saw that the kids wanted to play. I think that, um, you know, they just kind of saw it was done safely. So for my Illinois, they start off that Wisconsin game. Uh, you know, that last year Illinois upset uh, Wisconsin. Uh, I was talking to uh, Coach Banstra, who you guys may or may not know, he has his own YouTube channel. We've been on the podcast with Coach Sheffer for his armchair coaching podcast. Um, and I just did a video with Coach, ba- Coach Banstra. And we talked about it that Wisconsin may be a little, might be a revenge thing to come back and get Illinois. Uh, so he was like, How's Illinois? How do you feel when Illinois is going to start 1 1? And, uh, you know, I was like, ah, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, we'll see. We will see what that looks like. I think Illinois might, you know, not be as bad as everyone thinks. Um, but we're, we're going to find out what Illinois made up right off the bat because, you know, you go to Wisconsin. I think, you know, I keep looking up Illinois. I love my Illinois football. They do return 15 starters from last year. And, you know, Lovey Smith says this is going to be one of his most talented teams, one of the most depth teams. I think they're going to play very tough. I think Lovey Smith brings that to the table. Um, I think that all Big Ten teams are going to be very motivated. They're going to have something to prove. Um, And, you know, people can sit here and say, oh, well, Wisconsin's, you know, historically good. They were good last year. Um, But everybody's in the same boat. It's not like they got extra practices. It's not – you know, like here in high school, different school districts, some people aren't doing anything for contact day. Some people have already been doing them. Uh, people are doing things during the summer. Some teams here in Illinois in high school might be ahead, but in college, it was very, very strict of, you know, of what the rules were. So I, I, I could see Illinois going and beating them, guys. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say they won't. 
Uh, but they returned 15 starters. They returned some quarterbacks. They returned our quarterback, uh, Peters. Um, we have to replace the running backs. Our top rushers are gone, but I think they're very motivated. We have some offensive linemen coming back. We got some receivers. Defensively, you know, we had the youngest team in the conference, and I think almost in the nation a couple years ago. So we got some, a lot of starters coming back. We got a lot of older guys coming back for the University of Illinois. Lovey Smith's very motivated. The kids are very motivated. So um, I don't know if they'll be Wisconsin. I could see them being Purdue. Uh, Minnesota, you know, I don't know if they're going to be what they were last year. I could see Illinois beat, beat Minnesota. Illinois, I could see beating Rutgers. And, you know, Scott Frost, I love his offense. I love how he coaches, but Nebraska just hasn't been there. So I can see Illinois beat Nebraska. I don't see him beating Ohio State. Um, I don't know if I see him beating Iowa, but I could see him beat Northwestern. So, you know, I could see them. You know, going 500, I can see them win a couple games. I can see them going four and four. I can see them going five and three. So I'm going to say they're not going anywhere between four and four and six and two. Six and two is if they catch them teams off guard, if they're just motivated. Um, but the, the big ones I don't see them beating is either Ohio State, Iowa, or Wisconsin. Then after that, you know, then the game after that becomes Minnesota. Um, but yeah, so that's my talk about my Illini football. I think they could compete with some teams. They're going to beat some teams. Um, but um, so moving on for this weekend, we're just going to talk about a couple games. We won't go every single one of them. Uh, and then at, afterwards, I'm going to try. I was looking at the schedule. There's a ton of college football going on this weekend. I will try my best to give my picks. Some picks may be quick. Some I may elaborate on. Um, I will try to give you some picks. I'm going to try to do that. And then I'll try to do the same thing with the NFL. Um, I kind of want to get this, you know, more out there. I've got some interviews from coaches that I am going to release either once or twice a week. I have some coaches lined up, um, some really good coaches. All of these coaches are great. Don't get me wrong. Um, and then I got some different coaches coming on this week that I will get recorded. Uh, but anyway, so uh, some of the games that stuck out to me, I didn't get to watch all of them, but they stuck out to me. The one we'll talk about first was they played on Friday. Um, Coastal Carolina, you know, the week before they, they, you know, I guess you could say beat the brakes off Kansas that first half and then Kansas kind of bounced back. I did my take on Kansas um, last week on how that, how that's going on. Um, so we'll get into that, but that field, man, the color with, uh, they played Campbell fighting camels and oh my goodness, the, the cut, I love the uniforms. I love the field. I loved it all. Uh, I like Coastal Carolina's offense. You know, they are a spread, but they're going to pound the ball. You're going to run some option, speed option, power, counter, trap, all that. So they run your wing T concepts, your option concepts out of spread. Uh, they use the H back and the wing. It's a great offense. Somebody tweeted out there, you know, let's get some all 22 film, all 2022 film on them. And I agree, uh, you know, we need to get that. So if anybody has that, we got to get that going. Uh, they, they won 43 to 21. Uh, so I think they're going to make some noise. I think they're going to win some games. They, they, they look like they do not care. They're going to run the ball and hit you in the mouth, and they do not care. Um, like their quarterback did really well. He's 11 for 16, 273 yards and two touchdowns. Running back had 11 carries. Uh, Marable, I hope I said his name right. I am not an English major. Uh, I read football books. I don't read literature. So if I pronounce people's names wrong, I apologize. 
So for rushing, he had 48 yards, but two rushing touchdowns, that's huge. So they're, they're 2-0. Um, they, they could run the table with all their games. Uh, so just great for them. And I, I kind of didn't like that they beat Kansas. I was really hoping that – I really was rooting for Brett Dearman at Kansas. Uh, but they had a tough game uh, coming up against Arkansas State. Arkansas State's done some good things. Then they got to play the Raging Cajuns. Then they got to go play Georgia Southern, Georgia State, USA, Troy, Appalachia State, Texas State, and Liberty. I mean, they got some tough games, but I, I'm not saying they're going defeated. But, man. I think they're going to do some good things. Uh, so they're fun to watch. Um, another game I got to watch a little bit of was the uh, Tulsa-Oklahoma State game. Oklahoma State is ranked 11th in the nation. I think all that's going to change with the Big Ten coming back exactly. Um, with the Big Ten coming back, we'll let you know the top 25 when they let us know. Because I want to say I saw Ohio State was ranked again, uh, but they haven't played. So I don't even know if they're going to include them in that. I thought I saw Ohio State was number three or number four. Uh, but when they release that, um, we'll find out. I don't think Oklahoma State really deserves to be number 11. Um, you know, they talked how good they were going to be. They do have um, a Heisman Trophy one on their team or Heisman Trophy candidate, excuse me. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I do like enjoy their offense. They run, you know, your – spread, run the ball offense, they could pass it. But Tulsa came to play. Ohio or Oklahoma State just did not look interested in that game. Tulsa just had, I think, too many turnovers. Oklahoma State just did not look like they wanted to be there. Um, you know, they're not going to win in the Big 12. I, I don't really know if they're going to even go beat Texas. I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I know that Tulsa, they fumbled it once. Uh, they just, you know, their quarterback was 18 for 28 for 166 yards. He had the interception. He only had one touchdown for the Oklahoma State side. Um, you know, he had a quarterback go four for five for 74 yards. Then they played another quarterback. He went eight for 13 for 41 yards. And then they played another one. He went two for two for 23 yards, only with 138 passing yards. And there was uh, an interception on their side as well. So their touchdowns and stuff came from field goals. Um, you know, so I don't know what Oklahoma State's they're, – they're just not going to win. I don't see them winning a lot in the Big 12. They're going to play that way against Tulsa. Tulsa, I, I used to be a huge fan of Tulsa, so I think that they'll turn around. I think they get some things going. Uh, excuse me for that, but, yeah, so I don't – I don't know. Oklahoma State's going to struggle. I said that from the get-go. I don't know if Gundy will be there all that much, uh, but we will see. Um, another one, I, I I do like Marshall. I love the Thundering Herd. Uh, they played a ranked Appalachian State team, which I was shocked to see that they were ranked. Well, not shocked because of what's going on in the world, but they were ranked and they played tough. They were very close. Marshall ended up winning 17-7. to seven. Uh, Their quarterback went 11 for 25 for 163 yards and one touch or one interception. Bad Batch State's quarterback, he went 22 for 38. Uh, Thomas, uh, 268 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, the big thing for Marshall 
was our, quarter, our running back, Knox. He had 28 carries. He ran for 138 yards and one touchdown. So their big thing was running the ball. Uh, they didn't have a passing touchdown, but, you know, for Marshall, they had two running backs get a touchdown. Uh, and then they had uh, they had no – they had one turnover with the interception, uh, but – you know, Appalachian State had one interception as well. They they uh, they had two turnovers, they had a fumble, and they had an interception. Uh, so you know, turnovers are the key, you know that's the key of the game. If you have more turnovers, or if you you know turn the ball over more, you are not probably going to win that game. Marshall looks pretty good. Uh, they're getting some confidence. So look for them to win a couple more games. Uh, look for them to compete because their Appalachian State's good. Ever since they beat Michigan all those years ago, they've been good. They've made a name for themselves. So look for them to do something big. Uh, Appalachian State and Marshall. I'm not going to count Appalachian State because they could have won this game. You know, 17 to 7. It's not. It's nothing. So Marshall's looking pretty good. I'm going to root for the Thundering Herd. Um, the new team that I am a fan of uh, is the Texas State Bobcats. Um, Again, that wide receivers coach needs a pay raise. I'm going to say that they're on ESPN every single time. Uh, they won against uh, UL Monroe, the Warhawks. Um, they won 38-17. It was Texas State's first win. Uh, they they looked pretty good. Um, their quarterback, they threw a lot. They threw the ball a lot. Um, he was 35 for 53. Mike Leach would be proud. Um, he had 377 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. So they, they did pretty well in the passing game. That's a lot of passes. His arm's killing him probably. Um, uh, so to throw two touchdowns is pretty good interception they could live without. Uh, they're rushing. They had a lot of guys touch the ball. Uh, they had a running back go for 82 yards and one touchdown, 44 yards and one touchdown, 21 yards. So they did pretty well. Uh, their receivers, oh, my goodness. That Jeremiah kid, he he had six receptions for 152 yards. He averaged 25 yards a catch. Longest catch was 75 yards, and he had the two touchdown catches. And then another receiver, 44 yards, 36 yards, and 24 yards. So that wide receiver's coach needs pay raise. I'm going to say it every single week. He needs a pay raise. Um, so uh, UNL Monroe, they fumbled the ball twice or three times, excuse me. Uh, so, I mean, turnover and the ball is not – turn the ball over, you're going to lose the game. But Texas State, they they could have – they could be sitting here 3-0 right now. Uh, so, I mean, they're pretty good. I'm going to root for them. Uh, excuse me, the, uh, Texas State had one turnover, and UNL had two turnovers, uh, pardon me. Uh, but Texas State looked pretty good. I'm going to root for the Bobcats. Um, the other one that was – the primetime game uh, was the Miami Hurricanes. They played Louisville. The Miami Hurricanes won 47 to 34. They are now sitting at 2 and 0. So the big talk was: Is Miami coming back? Are they slowly getting that program back to prosperity? And I think they're turning the corner. I think they're going in the right direction. I don't know if they're going to be what they were, but they're getting some good players. They they're bought in. Uh, they're doing pretty well. Their quarterback. He he. Listen to these numbers. He was 26 of 36, 307 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. That 
That was for Louisville. That you do that and you lose the game. That is crazy to go 26-36 for 307 yards and three touchdowns and lose the game. And then you have Miami's quarterback go 18 of 30 for 325 yards and three touchdowns. And you win the so very good numbers um, for both sides. Uh the rushing attack that are you know, for Miami, um, Harris, he had nine carries of 134 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Hawkins for Louisville, 27 carries, 164 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Jordan, a receiver from Miami, he had 120 yards and one touchdown. Atwell for Louisville had 114 yards and two touchdowns. So just big-time numbers. Uh, Third-down efficiency, I think, is why Miami kind of won. They were 6 of 13, which may not be great, but compared to Louisville's 4 of 14, uh, the total yards for Louisville, they had more yards. They had 516 yards. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, it comes down to turnovers. Louisville turned the ball over three times. They had two fumbles and one interception. So I'm going to keep saying it, turnovers kill you. So Louisville, they did not turn the ball over. And you look at all the numbers I just read off to you, Louisville should have won the game. Uh, but Miami is turning a corner. I think Louisville will still be competitive. Miami is turning that corner. They're not going to be what they were. It's not going to be the U, you know, you know, coming up with the chain of this and going to U and winning the national championships. I don't think that's the case. But they're turning the corner. They're going to be very competitive. They're bought in. They're, they're finally fixing that problem that they were having, I think. So look out for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, just real quick, uh, a lot of people out there are fans of Georgia Tech's head coach, um, and a lot of people are not. Just be, and, and it's not necessarily him. It's um, how Georgia Tech treated Paul Johnson. So a lot of people out there root for Georgia Tech to lose. I'm kind of over it. I just kind of watched them. I didn't think they looked very good when they beat Florida State. But Florida State, I don't think, is very good. Uh, they're just not there yet. And I don't think Georgia Tech's there yet. Um, I know that coach trying to uh, create a program and do what he wants. Uh, but they lost to the – Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. UCF Knights, 49-21. Uh, UCF Knights, they look pretty good uh, for them. Their quarterback had huge numbers as well. Uh, Gabriel, he threw for – he was 27-41, of 41, 417 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. That's huge numbers. Uh, rushing, their running back, Anderson, had 18 carries, 88 yards, and one touchdown. Then for receiving for them, for UCF, Williams, he had 154 yards and two touchdowns. So just, again, huge, monstrous numbers. Uh, Georgia Tech, you know, they turned the ball over too much. They had five turnovers. They had three fumbles and two interceptions. So I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to say it. Uh, So for UCF, they had 660 total uh, yards of offense, 417 yards that was passing, and they rushed the ball for 243 yards. So people out there that think – if you're a spread team that you can't run the ball or spread, if you hear that it places a spread team and all they're going to do is pass the ball, you are wrong. Uh, you know, you, you spread them to pass it, but you can also run depending on your personnel. George Tech's just not there. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily going to say root for them because I did not like the, you know, I said before on another one, 
that I did not appreciate the lineup in the veer wing formation and then going to the spread to make fun of Paul Johnson or this or that. Like, Paul Johnson's a good coach, you know, so don't go after him. He's a very good coach. You know, some people think he could come back to a program and make them successful, which I do believe he's a very good coach. I don't care what offense he runs. Uh, but, you know, UCF still looks good. Um, I want to get into a conversation with the coach one day of all those years ago if they should have been the college football playoff. I don't think so, but that's just me. But I think they're pretty good. Georgia Tech's uh, coach, uh, he motivates them pretty well. I'm not going to take that away from him. So I think that once he gets, you know, he starts building up brick by brick that they're going to get there. Uh, but not really rooting for him because of what he did. But, you know, they're we're going to see. I think they're going to struggle. They are just not looking too hot. Uh, Pittsburgh, they beat Syracuse 21 to 10. Um, I have been around Dino Babers when he was at Eastern Illinois when I went there. So I do root for them. There's something not right. And I know what people are going to say. They're going to say it's the offense. It's that up-tempo, blah, 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 blah stuff. They need to stop it with that because they have been competitive. That offense can work if you have the personnel for it. Baylor won with it. Syracuse won with it. Dino Babers won with it at Eastern Illinois. He turned it around. He went to Bowling Green and turned it around. Um, Lane Kiffin and them were running a similar type offense because Brian Sun was uh, like a co-offensive coordinator with Lane Kiffin at FAU. They turned it around. So I don't want to hear how it doesn't work. Um, Syracuse did lose some players. They lost their quarterback. So they have a new quarterback coming in. Uh, you know, he struggled. He was four for nine, 88 yards and one touchdown. So, I mean, you know, it. You, you're bringing in some new guys. They have to learn that offense, um, you know. So, I just – when people say this, this, and that about that type of offense, I just don't agree with it. And Pittsburgh's a good team. They have always, 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 always been tough. They have been tough. Um, you know, Syracuse is trying to figure out their identity with quarterbacks. Uh, Cole Pepper was 4 of 9 for 88 yards. Uh, DeVito was 9 of 15 for 32 yards. Uh, Cole Pepper had one uh, one touchdown. DeVito had one interception. So they're trying to figure that out. They're trying to spread the ball. They're trying to find their, you know, they can do the up-tempo offense. But if you guys watch the film from Baylor to Eastern to Bowling Green to Syracuse, it's adapted. They've done different things. It's not – it's some of it's the same. Some of it's not always the same. So you go against a team like Pittsburgh that, you know, has been, it's been established uh, and – you know, it's going to be tough. I don't know what's going on in Syracuse. I think they're just trying to figure out their new players and their identity, but they're going to figure it out. Coach Babers is a very, very good coach. Uh, last two games, I kind of brought my attention before I wrap up and then get to my picks uh, for this week or for next week for college football. It's the Notre Dame game. They played South Florida. A lot of people pick South Florida to beat Notre Dame because it's Notre Dame. Uh, I try to tell people I watch Notre Dame play Duke. Notre Dame has, you know, uh, Ian Book back. Um, and when you have a quarterback coming back, I don't care exactly if he's been a two-year starter. He's coming in for year three to start or year and a half. You know, that's leadership. Notre Dame's got some athletes. They have some big, big boys. Um, I think what kind of hurts them is sometimes they get away from what they're doing well. And I think that it's Notre Dame. So there's this aura, you know, everybody wants to give Notre Dame their best shot. and then. Uh, I think that uh, their defense, they disguise things pretty well, but they also kind of just stay a base. They will move around. They will run other things, but they're 
they almost are committed to being a bad don't break defense and sometimes they break um, but they play well they're gonna get it rolling I told people to watch out I'm not saying they're gonna beat Clemson but I think it could come down to a Notre Dame Clemson for the ACC uh so Notre Dame won big 52 to nothing. I know it was just South Florida. I know that Duke played Notre Dame pretty close, but Duke's no slouch. You know, they got some good players. Notre Dame was trying to find their rhythm. Uh, and so uh, one thing is uh, Ian Book. I think he did a phenomenal job. He was 12 and 19 for 143 yards. He averaged 7.5 yards of completion. He did not throw for any touchdowns, but he did rush for three touchdowns. And that's what Ian Book brings to the table. He only had nine yards. So when they get close to the end zone, they can do zone reads. They can run options. He can run the ball, and that's where he becomes effective. And I think if Notre Dame sticks to something like that, you know, let's use Ian Book's athleticism. Let's not always make him a pocket passer. Let's incorporate motions. Let's do this. Let's stick to what's working. They will do fine. Um, the run, and then the run game, I told you that's some big boys, some big linemen, big tight ends, big running backs. Um, they're running back. I'm not, uh, Sebo, I'm going to say his first name. He had 13 carries of 127 yards. He averaged 9.8 yards carry. He had one touchdown. Chris Tyree, he only carried ball eight times at 65 yards and one touchdown. He had book had three touchdowns. Armstrong, he only had seven yards, but he got a touchdown. And I know that was probably cleanup time. Um, but I'm not, I'm trying to tell people. Do not sleep on Notre Dame. I think if they do what their offense is made to do, if their defense can tackle and hit and be big, they will compete. Not saying I'm not saying they're saying they're going to beat Clemson, but they could play well, could be there in the conversation later on. It just kind of depends on what happens with the Big Ten and what happens with these other uh, um, smaller Division One schools. So they want big. They had 429 yards offense. They want to run the ball a little more this year. I think. And if they stick to what's working for them, they're going to do well instead of, you know, oh, we're really going to run the ball and now we're going to go pass it. If there's only they don't do anything like that, I think they're going to be okay. Then the big talk of the town was Navy versus Tulane. Now, uh, people went after Navy because they, you know, didn't hit. They had a very physical practice. Um, they were down in the game. They were down big. They were down 24 uh, nothing at halftime. And then they held Tulane to not score again. And they score their 27 points in the second half to win, 27-24, which is fantastic. And I took some heat because I've always said teams that are wing T or, you know, veer teams, if they get down big, are they able to come back and win? I like being the spread because it gives me that option. If we do get down, we can pass the ball if we need to to try and win. Uh, maybe and I never said teams couldn't do that, but for me personally, I never felt that way. Navy did a good job, and, and you know, Navy's that team that you know, they will run wing T stuff and option stuff, but they'll spread you out past it. They're into the screen to do that. And how you come back in an offense like Navy is if the other team doesn't tackle. I like Tulane. I'm becoming a fan. Their coaching staff is very nice. They've done coaching clinics on there. You've watched. Um, it's a very good team, very good coaching staff. They Navy just came out and just kind of had enough imposed their will, tried to become Navy again, and came after Tulane. Tulane just didn't stop the offense. They just couldn't continue to go. Uh, you know, so hats off to Navy for coming back. You know, uh, you know, good for them with that type of offense. Uh, let's see if Navy finally gets it rolling. I think Tulane will be fine. Uh, they have good players. They're going to be just fine. I think Navy maybe is going to start imposing their will. Maybe they're going to turn it back into being Navy. Um, so we're going to see. Uh, but those were my big – college football uh, recap of the week. 
So, you know, there's a lot of other games, but those ones stick out to me. Now we're going to start seeing some SEC teams play. Now we're going to maybe um, here in October, later on, we're going to see some Big Ten teams play. So I'm going to try to go through my Coach Steve's picks for college football, and I'm going to try to do the same with the NFL. Some I'll elaborate on and some I won't. Um, on Thursday, September 24th, you've got UNAB playing South Alabama. I'm going to go with South Alabama. South Alabama has some good players, some experience, some older guys. Uh, so I'm going to go with South Alabama over UAB. You have Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee at UTSA. I'm going to go with uh, Middle Tennessee. Uh, I think they, you know, got beat up by Marshall and all that. So I think they're going to come out and play them tough on Friday. I'm going to go with Middle Tennessee. Then Saturday is where we got a lot of games to go through. So we're going to go through these kind of quick. Um, and, the, you know, you've got Kansas State playing Oklahoma at Oklahoma. Kansas State losing that game uh, their first week. I don't know if they're going to bounce back, try to bounce back at, at Oklahoma to play Oklahoma. That's not going to happen. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma, and I'm going to go with Oklahoma as a revenge, too, because they Kansas State beat them last year. But Kansas State, you know, getting embarrassed. Oklahoma's got a chip on their shoulder. I'm going to go with Oklahoma. At least they're going to win by at least over two touchdowns. Um, then we're going to see some SEC teams. We've got Florida at Old Miss. Lane Kiffin's um, first game at Old Miss. Uh, you know, I, I could see Old Miss winning this game because of Lane Kiffin, but it is the first game. It's trying to get the rust off. It's trying to, you know, have his offense uh, put in. Uh, Florida's been kind of established with their offense and their philosophies and what they do. So I'm going to go with Florida, but I think it's going to be closer than what everyone thinks. Then you've got Notre Dame at Wake Forest. I'm going to go with Notre Dame big. No, and I just what I'm going to go with. Then you've got Kentucky at Auburn. Now, on Coach Sheffer's podcast, we talked about Auburn and went over this. I think Kentucky's going to be a lot better than what people think. Um, I think they are going to play Auburn tough. I'm going to see you know, Auburn, unfortunately, has had some guys test positive for COVID. So we're going to see what yeah, they say they're going to come back. So we're going to see that mispractice time, what happens. I'm going to go with Auburn. But I think it's going to be a lot closer game. If Auburn wins, it's going to be a field goal or a touchdown. But, uh, guys, I don't be surprised if Kentucky wins. But I'm going to go with Auburn. Then you got UCF at East Carolina. I'm going to go with UCF if they continue to roll and have those big numbers like they did this week. UCF will win. Georgia Southern at uh, the Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns are playing pretty well right now. They got some confidence. They're rolling. I'm going to go with the Raging Cajuns that week. Uh, then you got Louisville at Pitt. Um, Pitt's coming off a big high beating Syracuse. Louisville's coming off losing a tough one to Miami with those big numbers. It was just turnovers. Um, I think if Pitt can control the clock and punch Louisville in the mouth, um, I think they'll win. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in that game. Uh, don't sleep on Pittsburgh. They play everybody tough. Then the one I'm interested in is George Tech at Syracuse. You know, George Tech had the high of beating Florida State, which I think Florida State's terrible. Uh, then you got Syracuse trying to find their identity. Um, Georgia Tech may have an identity, so I could see Georgia Tech being Syracuse, but I'm going to go with Syracuse. Dino Babers is a good coach. I think they're going to figure out it's going to be a nice high-scoring game. It's going to be kind of like that Florida State game with Georgia Tech, but I'm going to finally go with Syracuse. They're going to finally get their first win. Um, then you've got Georgia State at Charlotte. Um, I'm going to go with Georgia State. They had a good game with the Raging Cajuns, so I'm going to go with Georgia State. Campbell playing Appalachian State. As much as I love Campbell's uniforms and field, Appalachian State's a good team. They have it since they beat Michigan even before that. So I'm going to go Appalachian State. 
You got Florida International at Liberty. I'm going to go with Liberty. They have a good program, good coaches, good kids. I'm going to go with Liberty. And Iowa State at TCU. TCU's finally getting it to play. Iowa State had that embarrassing loss. Um, they're going to try to take it out at TCU. But TCU has good athletes. They're very well coached. They have good defense. So TCU is not going to get upset. They're going to win. Then you've got LSU versus Mississippi State. This one's tough for me, guys. This one's real tough. I'm a big Mike Leach fan. I love the A-Ray passing concepts. I do love Ed at LSU. They just came off the national championship. Um, so this one I'm very unsure of, and it's not going to be a confident pick. I would love to sit here and say Mississippi State comes in and wins because it's going to be a new offense for LSU to see. Uh, and, but, you know, first year with Mike Leach, uh, you know, is he going to get it done? But LSU, they lost all their coaching staff. They lost a lot of players. How are they going to bounce back? Um, how well prepared are they going to be? I'm going to go with the upset with Mike Leach and Mississippi State just because I think it's, you know, a newer offense that they don't really see. They see a lot of running run and pound game in the SEC. So I'm going to go with Mississippi State in this upset, but I will not be shocked to see LSU win. Uh, Texas and Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech has been down since Mike Leach has left. Kingsbury kind of had them competitive, but they've been down since Mike Leach left. And, you know, that was a whole debacle. So I'm going to pick Texas. Army did not get to play last week. They were supposed to play BYU, which I think would have been a monstrous great game to watch. Um, unfortunately, it got postponed. They're going to go play Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati is rolling right now, uh, but I think Army, they're going to try to impose their will. So I'm going to pick Army. Then you've got West Virginia, Oklahoma State. Like I said before, Oklahoma State just does not look good. They did not play well against Tulsa. Something's not clicking there. So I'm going to go with, if you want to call it an upset, I'm going to go with West Virginia in this game. I think Oklahoma State's going to just kind of cruise till they get to the Big 12. So I think West Virginia upsets them. UTEP and UNL Monroe. I, I go with UTEP. Um, I think they finally need to get on there. Um, Tulsa and Arkansas State. Uh, Arkansas State's been playing pretty well. I said watch out for these smaller Division I schools. I'm going to go with Arkansas State. Um, then you got Georgia and Arkansas. Arkansas is going to try to turn around. They got their new coach. Um, I think they will turn it around. Uh, but right now, Georgia's just going to be too good, even though they've lost their quarterback and a couple players. Kirby Smart's a defensive genius, so I'm going to go with Georgia. Duke at Virginia. Duke has some good players. They've been playing. I'm going to go with the upset here. Duke against Virginia. Texas State at Boston College. So the experts are all going to tell me to pick Boston College. They beat Duke. Um, but Texas State, I'm a big fan. So I think they're playing very well. They're motivated. They're not going to take crap from anybody. They're not going to get pushed around. So I'm going to go with Texas State upsetting Boston College. Then you got South Florida at Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic has their new coach. South Florida just came off the loss against Notre Dame. I think uh, South Florida's going to be very motivated. I have them beating Florida Atlantic. Then Alabama finally opens up and gets to play at Missouri. Missouri does not need to be in the SEC. They need to go to the Big Ten or the Big back to the Big 12. They do not need to be in the SEC. So I'm going to pick Alabama big. You got North Texas at Houston. I think Houston's finally going to turn the corner and start to play pretty well. So I'm going to go with Houston over North Texas. Louisiana Tech over Houston Baptist. I have Tulane bouncing back and beating Southern Mississippi. Tulane just has good players and a very good coaching staff. Stephen F. Austin plays SMU. I'm going to go with SMU uh, just because I think that sometimes the talent level sometimes wins. 
You got Texas A&M playing Vanderbilt. I don't have to say anymore. It's going to be Texas A&M. Vanderbilt just can't compete. Miami at Florida State. I think Miami rolls over Florida State. Then you got Tennessee at South Carolina. Um, this one, I, I'm going to go South Carolina just because there's something at Tennessee that is just not rolling. They have them ranked. They have a good recruiting class, but it's just not there yet. So I'm going to go with South Carolina. Then you got Kansas at Baylor. Interesting one because Baylor has their first-year head coach. They lost some people. Things are changing. Kansas, you know, has got embarrassed by Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, I think if they go with their second-string quarterback, they try to play and they get back to what they do. Um, I'm going to go with the upset here with Kansas over Baylor, um, but I will not be shocked if Baylor wins. NC State at Virginia Tech. You cannot go against Virginia Tech at home. You know, enter the same end. I know there's no fans, but that's going to be played. It's still going to get them pumped up. So I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. And it looks like if things stay true, you're going to have Troy at BYU. If everybody's healthy, BYU's got a huge offensive line. They're very experienced. They're like 28-year-olds playing against 19-year-olds. So I'm going to go with BYU over Troy. So that was a lot of games to be picked. Um, those are my picks. The ones I really want to watch, um, I think Florida um, Ole Miss is going to be the game, a game to watch. Kansas State, Oklahoma is going to be a game to watch. The Mississippi State, LSU, um, the Army game against Cincinnati, um, the Texas State game against Boston College. I think that's going to be a good one to watch. I will watch Alabama because I'm an Alabama fan. I'm a Nick Saban fan. They're going to roll over Missouri. Um, you know, I'm not even going to watch Miami roll over Florida State. But then that BYU game versus Troy, I think, will be a good game. And that Kansas-Baylor ones, those are my big ones to stick out to me. Um, so those are my college football wrap-ups, um, recap wrap-ups, who I think is going to win. Um, now I'm going to try to do this with the NFL as well. The NFL won't make turn into just me talking about the Chicago Bears. But I'll recap certain games that stick out to me, and then I'll go back and probably talk about my Chicago Bears a little bit. Um, so that took a while, but games are trying to come back to college. We're going to try to pick them try to go with it. Um, so like I said, uh, guys, coaches out there, if you want to get out here and talk ball, let me know. you got something you want to show, present, and you just have never done it, don't know how to do it, you want to present it on here, we'll get it out there. Um, you know, enjoy doing this. I am to build relationships, um, you know, meet people, see what they do. And, you know, it could be the simplest thing. It could be just an offensive line drill for 15, 20 minutes. Boom, we'll get it out there. We'll talk about it. We'll be done. Uh, so everybody out there, Enjoy your week, the rest of your weekend. Anybody that's do, you know, getting ready for their football games this week, good luck. Anybody starting contact days or practice, good luck. We are. I'm excited. I know we're not going to be 110% out there doing things because there are restrictions, but just to be around the kids on a football field is going to be awesome. Uh, so people out there, you stay safe. Thanks for listening, and I'm going to see you guys next time. <laughs>